This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to Mercy Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Thomas, along with the one, the only, <laughs> Brooke Heels. She loves it's it. It's a surprise every time. Yes, what am I going to say? <laughs> oh, man. And so we are excited to be here for this new series. If you didn't get a chance to listen to um, the first installment in this episode, make sure you go back because all of these are really going to stack on top of one another and will be key parts of understanding the next episode. So we are diving into Dr. John Townsend's book, The Entitlement Cure. And last week we looked at what entitlement is, who suffers from it. I'll give you a hint. That's everybody. Cool. And uh, why that is. And so this week, we'll be looking at some really tangible ways we can choose to turn from an entitled spirit and go the other way. So to do this, we're just going to start off with what Townsend calls the hard way principles. And Brooke, do you want to kick us off with these hard way principles? I do. I do, <laughs> do want to do that. Um, so I'm going to list these off, <clears throat> excuse me, pretty quickly and then come back and we'll go into the details of each. So the first one is humility and dependence. So we are completely dependent on God, right? For in him, we live and move and have our being. So that's from Acts 17, 28. Number two is connectedness. We are designed to live in connectedness with each other. That's a really, I don't like that word, but it's a good word. It means good things, but it's kind of strange to say. So anyway, connectedness with each other. Um, and I mean, the reality is relationships fuel us to meet the demands of reality. Um, and then ownership, we have to take responsibility for our own choices. Um, what they say, blame is a first cousin to entitlement. Yeah. I like that. Nice. Um, and then accepting the negative, your flaw can't be forgiven and healed until you admit that you have them. Mm. That's important, That's right? You got to recognize yeah. them. Um, and uh, what do we have here? A harsh internal judge slows you down, discourages you from taking risks, and makes you not like who you are. Mm. And then finding our role. So to live long and contentedly, find your purpose in life, and to fulfill it. We don't need to feel fulfilled in our right space in life until we find our passions, develop our talents, experience our mission, and engage ourselves in meaningful expression of those things to make the world a better place. Home. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, and, you know, kind of reading these, I'm just going to, I know we've got more, but, um, you know, you think about just people growing in life, like we grow out of the uncomfortable places. Like you grow mm -hmm. out of self-reflection, you grow in relationship with others. You go, oh, like when I do that, that makes them feel bad. Mm -hmm. Or when they do this, it makes me feel bad or good or, you know, whatever. And so I, to me, entitlement causes an isolation that we're just mm -hmm. not meant to have. You almost go yeah. within yourself, right? Yeah. You don't, you're not worried about what other people think of you because you've decided what it's going to be. There's not area of self-reflection. There's not area for the Lord to speak into that. So you've, you've really kind of encapsulated yourself with this mentality. Yeah. and you cannot grow yeah. from that place. Yeah. So, yeah. No, anyway. that's good. That's so, so good. Yeah, these are all very um, enlightening. And here's what's funny about entitlement. It, In my mind, I think that somebody who's entitled feels very confident and they know exactly what they want. Um, 
And what has been really interesting reading over these, you know, Hardway principles and just diving into this whole book, period, is that it's actually the opposite because entitlement limits goals by making happiness the end game of everything. And this is where it got really good. And I was like, okay, well, of course that. It's not the end game, but why is it so bad? But he reasons the reason that doesn't work is because um, it locks us into a pain pleasure motivation cycle, mm-hmm. which Townsend describes um, puts us at the same thinking level as a child. Brooke, do you have anything to add to the pain pleasure motivation cycle? No, I mean that's the reality. Like when we, I mean, guys, you know, if you look at pure behaviorism, it's mm-hmm. reinforcement. It's what it's all of those things. I mean, it literally, you know. Um, to not quote a song to quote, you know, uh, Skinner. I mean, you're a rat in a cage yeah. with that. Yeah. And so yes. like the, you like that? Okay. And so, you know, I mean, that's literally what you're doing, right? right? I right. want water. So I hit the thing. Like you yep. become a slave to whatever you need in a moment. And there's, I mean, your brain does not develop to think through things. Like there's not, you know, um, what's the plan, like right. delayed reinforcement. And there's, uh, and I don't want to butcher this. I can't remember what research study this was but they even talked about how kids that if we if we said to them you know hey you can have one m&m now mm. or if you wait 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it was or five minutes i can't remember what the time frame was you can have 10 m&ms and the children who are like no i want the one now so they did this longitudinal study and it didn't work out oh, so great for them really right and so this ability to be like i'm going to withhold pleasure yes. quote unquote yes. for the bigger picture okay i mean that's a level of just maturity but also yeah. just as a, a being functioning in life like yes. that's just wisdom and it's survival Gosh. and you know i mean all of those things and so yes. um it's you know it's just important to be able to grow past if this feels good then it's good and if it doesn't then it's not there's no relationship that will ever work for you Mm. which is I mean none none of them will ever work for you because unless they're making you happy they're not worth it so then people become objects that are just there to make you feel good about yourself which again not going to work out because at some point they're going to move on or you're going to end up in this very unhealthy codependent thing and Mm -hmm. like anytime like if people are dating and you know I get to counsel them on the front end which is my favorite let's talk before you get married Um, you know that when it ends up this relationship of like well I'm only happy when they're happy and "Mm, yep we're on we're on dig in right there or you know and a lot of times this is you know I mean I don't want to cliche it but usually the guys are like I can't compliment her enough like I can't do and we talk about yeah because her worth has to come from the lord yeah like you're never going to be able to give her enough to make her feel okay right and any of us have been in that situation at a different level but so true does that make sense absolutely no that's so good and even you talking about that delayed gratification really there um seeing this in my own life and again back to parenting (laughs) about this and some things that we're working through but he talks about how um it basically freezes your development because it says Mm -hmm. hey i see something that looks really hard and i don't think it looks worth it and you're right right, there is literally nothing in life nothing of lasting value and of of goodness and truth and worth that you're going to be able to have that's not hard at some level yeah. At some point. I mean, even yeah. the best marriage is going to go through stuff. For the love I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, and I love, and, and, you know, we can use the example of people, it will go cognitively, right? So the, it, what we see is people who have extremely high IQs. Mm-hmm. And so maybe all these things come easy to them, but when it gets to a point of like they, you know, 
can't hold down a job because yeah. when interpersonal relationships are difficult, we move on. Like, or, you know, they just are like, eh, it doesn't interest me anymore. Like, yeah. there's always like something. So even if you are a person where all the things came easy to you, right, then yeah. all of a sudden it's difficult. You can look at freshmen in college dropout rates mm-hmm. with people who have super high ACT scores. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden I have to get myself up. I've got to go to class. And, you know, I had 60 hours of intro courses because we do dual enrollment. So I'm in like a junior year A&P. You know, I mean, we yeah. saw that all the time at the university, these kids coming in with these, I mean, 32, 33, 34 on their mm-hmm. ACTs pre-farm and they fail out their first year because Dang. it's I mean it's hard yeah. it's different it's, you're yes. on your own you know yes. just that does that make sense yeah. So, yeah and I don't know why I'm gonna keep asking if it makes sense because it's not like you're gonna disagree with me no. so I'm gonna try but, and come up with something else well but I'm curious too on the, on that same note like do you see the opposite with those who maybe weren't the smartest but they had to work really hard and you saw maybe them staying longer or no that was that's not a generalization you can really make there oh no so those that yes I mean those that uh, my dad used to always tell me this and for those of you who know my dad was a psychologist and he was was like I'm telling you I would rather have a kid with a 100 IQ which is average right or okay. 115 I think it is now which is this average IQ with high motivation mm. that is who I want to be my medical doctor Wow. Okay. He wow. was like, that is what it matters, right? So yeah. I don't care if you have a 150 IQ, if you have no motivation, yeah. it doesn't mean anything, yeah. right? So yeah. so it may be easier for you to learn your math facts, sure. but it's not going to be easier for you to exist in society. You didn't have to work for anything. You're not humble. Right. You know, all of the things that come out of failure yeah. and struggle. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so yeah. I really wish I could remember my Michael Jordan quote because I would throw it in right now, but He's I can't. One. Oh, yeah, he does. Okay, oh, I'm going to go Google that, Michael Dang Jordan. Dang it, I know, <laughs> you have it memorized. This is me being tired, I'm That's sorry. okay. No, you're good, but yep. that's I love that. That's so interesting, and not going to lie, a little encouraging for the rest of us who don't have an IQ of 150. Yeah. <laughs> it's none of us. So. <laughs> it's fine. Praise, praise yeah. God. I just think about rehab and how much they charge for you to go to rehab. It is like a college tuition and this place is completely free of charge. And it's incredible that what you get here and the counseling you get and the and the books that you get to read and the food that you're served and just everything, you don't have to worry about a penny um, because it's just free. That's a big deal to a lot of people. And yes, there is a waiting list, but it's worth every second of it. Mercy Multiplied is a free of charge residential program and we want to help. Please visit mercymultiplied.com today for more information and remember there is no problem too big or too small for God. So maybe could you talk a little bit about what it is to have a vulnerable conversation and break that down for us? Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm thinking. <laughs> so, I mean, entitlement affects more than we realize. And that's, you know, again, you have to be aware of what somebody else is walking through in mm-hmm. some ways or just the expectation of it. Um, and so, as you might guess, uh, conversations generally happen between two people. Right. right. I don't know. Yeah, it does happen. Mm-hmm, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people talk to themselves and that's OK. <laughs> True. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yes. Um, but Townsend, so I'm gonna, we're going to quote him here. And so most of the time, the entitled person's stance has blinded them to the damage he is doing to himself or others and letting your frustration drive you immediately to drastic measures such as ending the relationship, asking someone to move out or firing someone aren't effective. Wow. All right. 
saying. So he says, basically, at first, you need to start with a vulnerable conversation. So phrases like... I want a better relationship with you or I want to support you and cheer you on. Um, They really help deliver the truth in a more effective way. They prep the person for what's to come next, (laughs) you know, and honestly, and this is one of my favorite things about Townsend because he wrote, you know, obviously wrote boundaries and did all of those things. Sure. But what he talks about is actually engaging people in relationship. It's not mm-hmm. about yeah. you're a big old jerk. And so now I'm going to fire you. Right? right. That doesn't help anybody right. because what you do is you give them an opportunity to be in relationship with you. You give them an opportunity to grow. Sure. You give them an opportunity to reflect on their behavior. And now if it ends up being there, there's a book they wrote called Necessary Endings. If anybody mm-hmm. wants to pick that up. Yes. But does it, you know, like yes. it can get there, but we can't go there immediately and really the frustration level for those of us that'll just hold on to stuff until we can't stand it anymore and then lose our minds right yeah you know it really just reinforces their thing of like Mm -hmm. no one's trustworthy it's you know i'm the victim or i should have this look how they're acting okay right i don't know if any of you you know if you've been in a relationship for more than five minutes (laughs) somebody may have a good point but if they deliver it in a terrible way you're like that's right you were probably right in saying that but since you yelled at me now now let's talk about how you yelled. I don't want to talk about that other thing. And so, you know, it really gives them room to distract versus, Hey, like I love you and I care for you. This isn't great. That's like, what, what can we do together? How can we, you know, partner in that? Um, you know, and honestly, I mean, these conversations, they're kind, Yeah, they're honest Yeah, and you're going to feel really good about yourself at the end of the day, no matter how the other person responds. That's good. Right. When you leave a hard conversation and you're ashamed of yourself or embarrassed about how you acted, it almost disqualifies what you were trying to get across. And that's just really not what you want to have happen. So, you know, you have to be an adult. Yeah. Which isn't always fun. No, not. And that's super helpful, too. I think um, he goes back and uses examples. You know, you mentioned a couple about, you know, I want to have a better relationship with you. I want to support you and cheer you on kind of the buffer with that. And we're going to talk about some actual steps like seven specifically to have that conversation i do want to say this one thing and that happens a lot is that we all assume that someone has had this conversation with this person that's yeah and that is not usually the case i cannot be the first one (laughs) i cannot tell you how many times i've started to talk with somebody whether it's in counseling or as an employer or whatever and no one has ever said to them yeah, this isn't really this isn't great. That's pretty common. But yeah, they've never very, had that. People are non-confrontational. Yeah. They're just trying to exist yeah. and get through life. And I can't tell you if you have a personality like mine that's stronger, how many times, you know, because I'm one of those people, like, if you tell me it's a problem, I'm going to go self-reflect. But there sure. are a lot of people that are not willing to do that, especially right. as I might hurt like a nurturer's feelings, right? They don't tend to be the ones to come and say, hey, that hurt, that hurt my feelings. My feelings. Sure. So I don't know. I just sure. assume you're fine until you sure. tell until me you're not. Sure. Right. And so, I mean, even for people that are, you know, not overly entitled, sure. people may not be sharing with them, hey, that wasn't great. Right. Right. So right. my solution is be married and that person <laughs> will humble you and that, be like, oh yeah, that sounded terrible. Don't say that. <laughs> that person right. will. Yeah. Yep. You marry a strong person like Millie I did and the two of school. us just strong together. Strong together. <laughs> In Jesus. In Jesus name. That's right. Well, um, on that same note, I... Because I, yeah, I tend to struggle on the opposite side of, of it, um, encapsulating it inside, and then what happens is I brew yeah. on it, and then it turns to bitterness, right? And that's right, right. totally destructive. Right. Um, and so I love this, even the way that he phrased going into that next portion of the conversation. This yeah. is just an example, but um, he said something like, "When you never ask how I'm doing, 
it causes me to wonder if you care about me. And I thought, man, mm. that's just an example. But if that were the case, because he used an example of a girl whose mother um, just always kind of ranted at her, never really asked and delved into her life. And it, everything was just always drama and a problem. And that is so kind, but it's also really honest. Like, there's nothing about that that's like, uh, you have to wonder what's bothering her. And I just, I don't know, those those types of things are really helpful because it's, like you said, people just want to live their life in confrontation. I don't know that anybody thoroughly enjoys it necessarily, but it, mm. maybe, maybe there are. Maybe, do, do, do you? Do you like, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does it give you like a little rush? Yeah, no, I get really excited do about you? it. Yeah. I mean, not to hurt anybody's feelings, right, right, right. but I'm like, oh, do you want to argue about it? We should oh. definitely have different See, views. That's, that's so the, talk about this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the two in me to assume that like nobody likes it. Nobody mm-hmm. likes it. That's it. No, my husband loves it so much. He's like, oh, are we going to argue are you about serious? this? No, he so hates you, it. He oh, hates it. Okay. So he hates it so much. I was like, and you both love it? Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not great yeah he was like oh so you do this for fun okay yeah so anyway yeah there's a few of us out there yeah I got you go but here's the deal like tell me if I'm wrong in saying this that if you never you there has to be some level of confronting the issue in order to reach progress in order to have any progress like so if you're never gonna talk about it even if you hate confrontation like it's not gonna fix anything no that's it I mean and look and confrontation versus like you know it's fun to argue about politics that doesn't affect anybody's life at the end of the day right but when you're talking about like with your spouse yeah okay so yeah so if so if scott does something that hurts me continuously and i keep pushing that down and pushing that down and i one i I don't respect him enough to give him an opportunity to change Mm. you know which is a problem you know i don't respect our relationship enough to be like we can't just be like hey man i don't like that yeah you know and it may end up in a blow up but that's how you figure things out right that's how you figure things out and when we can pick on marriage because it's you know to me just a big ball of gasoline and you know and you're just like well you know it's great it's a good ball of gasoline but that's just where that's where you that's where as as refining as it gets right is going to be in marriage and so you know I don't I don't give the relationship a chance or that's where you learn like oh if we have different opinions that's not bad like this is how you figure out some of these things and it can obviously be in friend relationships too it does not have to be in spousal I think that's just kind of the easy one to say but parenting like or right when your kid does something and you're like I don't like that and then you realize oh I do that thing yeah. that's not great yes. right and that's how the self-reflection like out of conflict comes again you know looking at yourself looking yeah. at others resolution just how to be on the same page doesn't mean you have to agree yes right yes. because here's the thing I may be like I don't I didn't try and hurt your feelings but I hate that you're I hurt your feelings I may not apologize for what I said sure. but I definitely was not trying to hurt you right you know like there's right. levels of of being able it's not you know just genuflecting and oh gosh uh, you know I mean that's not what it's about it's about being able to kind of be that middle ground yeah you know no I think that's a good and I would even say that that it's important to in friendships because I've spent so much of my life in that victim mentality of being like oh they did this to me or and but here's the deal I never did my part in owning up and saying hey actually um I've been brewing on this for like five months and <laughs> yeah. this really hurt my, and, and then I would just give up on the friendship. Right. And Cause now it's just uncomfortable when I talk to you cause right. I actually don't like you right. anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Like, that, so this is key. I mean, like, like you said, marriage, we've been using that, but it, it yeah. literally we'll move on. Everything. Let's use something else. Good. So, so going on off of what Brooke said about this conversation, here are seven, um, 
steps. This is what he calls a consequence based conversation. So if you have a vulnerable conversation with somebody and they Again, maybe it's a situation like Brooke referenced. They've never been talked or spoken to about this before, and they um, they just shut down. They don't want to hear it. They don't agree with you. Um, then he says you can move into something called a consequence-based conversation, and it goes something like this. One, you make sure the other person knows you're for them. Two, you're concerned about some negative attitudes and behaviors, so you share that with them. You're honest. Uh, three is you yourself have been part of the problem, and that was, hu- I mean, again, mm-hmm. bringing in that humility, yeah. especially if you're a parent, like, hey, I helped to add to this. Um, four is you're establishing definite um, criteria for change. This needs to be different. This needs to, to shift. Um, five is there will be consequences if no change occurs. So, Johnny, if you're still here in five months and you don't have a job, then you will no longer be allowed to live here kind of thing. Right. Was, am I thinking in yeah. the right direction? Yeah. Okay. And then six is you want to hear um, them out. So you're, again, you're respecting them enough to give them a chance to speak and to defend themselves, but also to share where they're coming from. And then you sandwich it in with you're for them. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think all of the, I mean, there's, are just so good. And you can go through, if you look at a business relationship or anything, there's also just that place of, if they don't receive it in that moment and is, mm-hmm. yeah, I That's just, good. look, I'm just asking you to consider it. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not a part of it. Maybe you'll go think about it and be like, well, okay, yeah, I do that. But you also do this. Like I'm not, uh, I am not opposed to hearing how you feel like I'm impa- impacting this, Right. but I'm just asking you to consider your part and that maybe we can get to a good place, both be on the same page page yes. and move forward right yes. Yes. you know and it's easier you know like when we've done this in business relationships like so i know that you want to go to the next level but when you do x y and z people receive it this way yes and it's not great is that how you want them to receive you because i've had that conversation do you want to be received that way right i've had people have that conversation with me do you want to be received that way because sure. if you do then keep doing what you're doing right it's worth for you if yeah. you don't then you know, now if you keep doing that, here are the consequences for, for that. that. If yep. you shift, here are the consequences this way. Yep. And actually talking through because at the end of the day, people act a certain way because it serves them yep. in a certain way. Wow. And being able to figure out what that is, you know, and it's nice when there's a goal. So yeah, like, hey, that's great that you want to live at home and go to college. Right. And also I will need you to do these things. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And um and so and 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 also just being a person that's a safe person to have conflict with, mm, even good. though you may like be like dying on the inside, you know, yes, after, but when you're that safe person be like, Hey, and if they get upset, like, I, look, I'm not trying to upset you. I'm just trying to have an honest conversation. Yep. Consider what I'm saying. There's been yep. plenty of times I've said, look, if I'm wrong, fine. Especially if it's somebody I know that's going to take it to the Lord because sure. then the Lord will just follow up because I'm right. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> right. then yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. fine. But the same thing's been said to me, like maybe I'm wrong, but when I go and and reflect I'm like no mm-hmm. you're right because you have that humility yeah. piece which is key right yeah right yeah. right I mean if, if somebody's not willing at all you still do everything right we still can be right mm-hmm. even if someone's not going to hear it because that's usually well they're not going to hear it maybe not but that doesn't have anything to do with how what you need to do and how you need to do it in a way that you're proud of yourself yes. at the end of the day yes and you know you you know my joke's always been when I teach courses is I'm going to make it harder for you to fail than I'm going to make it it's harder for you to fail my class than it, it is, is for you to make class. an A. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And because at the end of the day, when you come to me and you're like, I didn't do any work all semester, 
I don't feel bad. Yeah. Because I made it really easy for you to be yeah. successful. So it's yeah. that same thing. I'm going to make this really easy for you to be safe. Right. For you to have this open conversation, yeah. for you to come back to me, and for you to even lose your mind and then come back to me. <laughs> sure. You know, healthy, nothing sure. out of control. Sure. You know, but then I still get to know, like, I did my part. Like, sure. I'm not going to feel bad and be like, well, maybe if I... I'd done this differently. But this takes also being in relationship with other people mm. that are healthy and helping, like, letting them hold you accountable in it. And yeah. what does this really need to look like? And are yeah. they ready for the whole thing? Maybe we just need to yes. baby step it and most importantly, pray about it first. Yeah. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So. Yeah. That's so good, Brooke. And I dare say that we, and I say this because I'm saying it to, to myself, that we always associate conflict with being a bad thing, but I think we have not learned, and again, speaking to myself, have not learned the art of healthy conflict. Um, and we see that, you know, <laughs> on social media hello it's like when you disagree with somebody then they obviously like are wrong and you Mm -hmm. shut them down and you kick them out whereas like you said with a healthy and safe person that's going to become a part of how you grow and how they grow and just having a honest relationship yeah so yeah yeah um the other couple of things is that he talks about discipline and structure uh two of my not favorite words (laughs) They're such good they're words. Such, like, we're dis- taking them back. We're man. taking them back. We're taking them back. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, structure is fine. It's a discipline. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh. okay. But, but, <laughs> ah, we're getting a spanking. What's happening? No. Um, but you're right. We're taking them back. And they're two key components for fighting an entitled spirit. So, in fact, and I loved this. This was so good. He points, Townsend points out that it's not even the choice of choosing to be disciplined mm-hmm. because most of us, we try that, you know, like our New Year's resolution and we're like, I'm just going to, you know, white knuckle it and be disciplined and structured and we, we fail. But instead, it's actually a process. It's the process of our habits and our structures together over time that develop those two key characteristics. Yes. Man. It's good. I was like, okay. So taking it back. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and we're going to talk about that yep. next. Yeah. And I'm outroing you us. You got it, girl. <sighs> got I don't, I just, can I just say bye? Is that good? Yeah. No, no. Thank you guys for joining <laughs> us. Um, yeah. So again, these are kind of uh, all connected together. So make sure you listen to the first one if you haven't. Um, and we will have two more podcasts about this. For this month, is that correct? That's She's right. shaking your head. No, That's yeah, it. I am. Sorry. Okay, good. No, I just want to make this. sure. Um, and I'll just keep talking till we end. And so <laughs> thank you for being here on Mercy Talk. We'll see you next time. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.